Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to this week's episode of Chip Chats. We are back. We are back in full swing, and today I am talking to the lovely David. If you have not heard of David before, he has been on my podcast previously, so definitely go back and listen to that episode, or check him out on Instagram at illusionist121. He is a great great person. He's got a lot of amazing things to say. And today's episode definitely, definitely hit on some of those amazing points. Um, I love speaking with David. I'm always so happy to hear how he's doing, to hear the thoughts that are running through his head. And he has honestly blown me away with the amount of self-improvement he has gone through. And I tell him this all the time and I do talk about it in the podcast. So I'm not going to dive too deep in this intro when I'm talking about it, but he just amazes me. If you don't follow or talk to David, you definitely should. And if anything today that he says resonates with you, send him a message because honestly, this guy, he truly just blows me away. He blows me away. Um, Today's episode, we talked a lot about body dysmorphia disorder and what it has to do with your mind and how it affects how you feel and how it affects how you look at yourself and the things that you can do to help improve it and the works. We might not be 100% through it. We might not be on the other end of body dysmorphia where we look no longer look at ourselves in that negative light, but we definitely have experienced a lot of it and we have a lot to say about it. So without further ado, I hope that you enjoy today's episode. And as always, if you have anything that you want to talk about or discuss, or if you would like to be on my podcast yourself, you can hit up my Instagram at, at chelchip and let me know, send me a quick DM. Let me know how you're feeling. Let's talk about it. I'm always here and I always love to talk about, uh, especially mental health and emotional things. So don't hesitate. Please reach out. And I hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. I think I said that already, but that's okay because I'm a weirdo and I accept it and all is well. <laughs> anyway, here we go. Enjoy. Bye-bye. Hello. 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 How are you? I'm good. It gave me this really weird music whilst I was waiting. Like, <laughs> like yeah, okay. it does that when you're on my side and you send the link out. It does like did it, and it like plays this yeah. like soft, cooling music until your person gets in. And it's beautiful. <laughs> How's it going? Yeah, not too bad. A little bit. Um, one of those days, I think. You know. Yeah. High anxiety yeah. day, or just like a poop day. Just like it's a poop day, but I think it's just because I haven't really done anything. You know, I'm not feeling those kind of productive feelings. I get that. So it's kind of it's a self-induced poop day. You know, I've got <laughs> not going to be depressed about or anything. I'm just I've been a bit lazy and I'm feeling a bit crap for it. You know. Yep, we all have those poop days, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'm not even really having a poop day because I just got back from this bachelorette weekend or whatever, and. Uh, it's been so go, go, go that I finally have a day to like relax and not really do anything. And I've got a couple podcast episodes to record today and I got to, you know, go to the grocery store and do all those typical things because yeah. I haven't done anything in a couple of days. 
it helps though, doesn't it? Like it it helps having something to do. I think that's the big thing, you know. Like just having responsibilities and having like a social life, it helps so much. Oh yeah, Rich always laughs at me because he's like, "You're always go go go," and I'm like, "I just feel better when I'm doing yeah. stuff. <laughs> I don't like around anymore." <laughs> no. That's the thing. It's good. It's good for the soul. Like it's good to do stuff, you know. Yeah, totally. To be productive. Um. So thanks for coming on the podcast again. I always love talking to you. (laughs) Yeah, we've got like well, we've got like an hour now. We don't. We normally have six hours. (laughs) Have to try and condense that down. (laughs) So true. David and I, for those listening, David and I tend to have phone calls with each other that just go on for hours and hours, and sometimes. (laughs) Transfer from me talking to him to Rich talking to him. <laughs> All right. So for the listeners, David, I just wanted you to give like a quick update slash introduction if they haven't heard of you before slash um, what's been going on with your life because there's been a lot of exciting things happening for you lately and I'm super pumped for you. So this is your, your time to talk about that stuff right now. Still <laughs> sure fan. Okay, so um, I'll give the introduction first, otherwise it'll make no sense to anyone um, that hasn't <laughs> listened before. But pretty much um, a few years back, I got into a really depressive state, um, didn't leave my house for a while, got stuck in a rut, gained a crap ton of weight. Um, as we do. <laughs> as we do, as we do. Um, pretty much found out I had OCD um body dysmorphia, all of these different things. Um, couldn't really comprehend them. And slowly but surely, I've been getting better. I've lost like three quarters of the weight. Um, and I've gone out a lot more. I've socialized more with people. And I'm now volunteering at a mental health drop-in center, which is really cool. So I get to help people, peer support worker. So that's really cool. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much everything that went horribly wrong has kind of slowly turned around you know for the better um i start a degree next month i think the 5th of october so i'm like yeah i'm really hyped for that actually i'm really scared but i'm really hyped you're gonna do so excited for you honestly sorry it's just gonna be what Oh, I was just going to say, it's just going to be me calling you for like 10 hours discussing like criminology and talking to Rich for another few hours about it. And, you know. This is what I learned today, guys. <laughs> yeah. I need to take on this. Can you write me my assignments? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just like, honestly, you, you blow me away, David. <laughs> like, I know I say this from like time to time and you hear me say this, but I'm just... I'm so proud of you and how much you've worked on yourself since we first started talking like a year and a half ago or whatever it was like, you've come so far, so unbelievably far. And I just, I'm just so proud of you. And I'm so excited whenever you start talking about everything that's going on in your life, because it just amps me up. (laughs) That's really sweet. And same with you. You know, I mean, I was, I need to tell the listeners, you know, I was massively inspired by you and your journey. I think that was the massive kind of, What's that word? I don't know. The catalyst for like my weight loss, really. I mean, 
you know, obviously it, it was me. That, I say this to so many people. It's And it's difficult because they either hear one side or the other. It's like, if I say it was me that did those things, but with other people's support um, and, and being inspired by different people, they either take from it that, like, I did all of it and I'm taking all the credit, or they take from it that I did none of it and everyone else is the reason, you know? But it's like that healthy balance, right? Like, I did all of those things, but that by no means, you know, could I have done it without watching people like yourself, being inspired, getting that motivation from, you know, seeing your journey every day, you know, and speaking to you and becoming friends with you and other people like yourself. So, I mean, that's well, a massive catalyst for, for my success, great. you know? Well, thank you, because, you know, I get the same, and we talk about this all the time too, but I get the same from you, from everyone else I follow. Like, there's been a handful of people that I started following when I started being open on Instagram that pushed me as well, and the community that pushed me as well. So it's it's nice to have that hand-in-hand, and I definitely get what you're talking about when you say um, that, you know, we you you essentially have this conversation and they're like wow like i can't believe you lost that weight and you're like thanks i couldn't have done it without so and so or without my support group or without whatever and you know they look at you like either hey don't discredit yourself you worked hard for that and you're like no that's not what i'm saying i just it it takes a team it's not something that you can do just solely by yourself like I would not have been successful if I didn't have support behind me. Everybody needs some sort of support, but that doesn't mean that I did any less. I just also needed. I'm so well, with that. I mean, a, a big thing with that is, so you're right. I mean, we're surrounded by these great people that have kind of supported us and inspired us. But what I would say to that is we're choosing who those are, who those people are. And I think that's a massive thing. Obviously I'm, this isn't, and don't worry, I'll get back on track. Because I know this isn't what <laughs> oh this discussion is about. Okay, this is the interaction. We're in the first session. <laughs> but we've talked a lot about, you know, we've talked a lot about the the other side, right? So, like, we, me and you have discussed, like, fat acceptance and all these different things. Which, you know, whatever you think about it, it's fine. But, but all I want to say, because it is relevant, is that actually a lot of that, comes from surrounding yourself and choosing your groups right so when you're surrounding yourself with these groups that are you know saying well everything's perfect already and you're perfect the way you are and everything's great and everything's fine it's like you know it it isn't just what you do and it's obviously it's the support network you have around you but that's the thing with me I've always wanted to surround myself with people that are trying to make improvements right and people that are have a destination that they're trying to aim for no matter what it is it might be something completely different to mine but that's I think that's the thing so yeah it's people around me that have helped me and supported me and it would be really difficult at least for me to not succeed without those kinds of people around me for sure. but by that same token I'm the one that chooses who it is that I align myself with and who I watch and who I get inspired by you know I definitely was never successful when I surrounded myself with people who told me that, you know, nothing was wrong. I just had a baby. Like, you're fine. You look great. Like, we don't, as as an individual, you don't need that false push. You just no. need someone to be like, okay, if you feel that way, then let's eat a salad instead. Or, okay, right. if you feel that way, then let's go for a walk. Like, having 
someone in your life to push you in the right direction and be there with you versus telling you that it's fine. Let's keep eating junk food. Like that was, that was a huge win for me. Right. Those, those. Absolutely. Comp- and that's it. You, you, you brought up a really prominent word there, like a really important word, which is like what you want, right? What you want. And that's the thing. It's like, I'm not here to say to someone, you know, don't think this, don't do this. Don't aim for that. It's like, I'm going to support someone in what their goals are. But the thing is, it's like, if someone said to me, like, oh, you're happy at the weight you are and you're happy, you know, but the thing is, I wasn't, right? Like, I wasn't happy the way I was. So, and people knew I wasn't happy. So they would say to me, like, oh, you're perfectly fine the way you are. You don't have to change this. Don't worry about this. And I'm like, but I do worry, right? Like, Like, just saying to me, like, pretty much saying don't change. It's, it's not healthy, you know, because I, I wanted to change. I wasn't happy. I, like, that being said, having the opposite and have like, don't, I don't want people to take this as we're going to, we're listening to you say this. And now I'm going to go to my overweight friend and say to my friend, you need to change. I'm here to help you because that's not going to work either. No, <laughs> absolutely. They, no, that's, that's what I mean. They have to want to. It's, it's about exactly. supporting someone in what they want. You can't make someone want something, right? Yeah. I've had that, the amount of people I support now, and I have to disclaim this by saying I'm not a professional, but the amount of friends I have that come to me for support just purely because they're my friends, you know, and I have people come to me about weight loss. And sometimes I know, and that sounds arrogant, but I know that I can give someone all the advice in the world, all the motivation in the world. I can go at any angle I want. I can be really understanding. I can fat shame. I can do any. You know what I mean? Any side of it you want to go. But actually, I also know that they won't make that change unless they want to. And I shouldn't make them make exactly. that change. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not my place, right? My place as a friend and as a peer to people is to just support them in what their needs or goals or wants are, you know? Yeah. And as soon as you surround yourself with people who think just that way, you're you will continue to want to push forward. Because that, that was yeah. one of the hardest things for me was getting people tell me that it's all okay, you're fine. And then like dealing with this back and forth of, am I fine? Looking in the mirror and being like, I hate myself. Right. And then going back to maybe I am fine. And then going to, we're going to go out and eat every other time we meet to, you know, like there was all these things, all these oh. cycles that just put me in this downward spiral of, spiral of continuing to be yep. the negative, right? Instead well, it's, it's self-definition, you know, it's self-definition. When people say to me like, oh, don't beat yourself up because you're not here or don't, you know, I mean, I always say to people about the definition of success, right? It's like we all have different quantifiers of success. You know, my success isn't the amount of money I have in my, you know, bank. It's not the, it's not even having kids and having a car and having a big house, you know. So, and I know for a lot of people, it is that. So I, I understand that a lot of people around me will see my success or lack of success by their own kind of measurement, right? So to me, I've, I have succeeded in many different ways that I've set out to succeed. I've, I've reached a lot of my own goals that some people would say, wow, like you left your house, clap, clap, clap. You know, it's like, yeah, for me, that's a goal. That's success, right? That's so I mean, to work through that was part of you, right? Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Today's uh, episode, I really want, and you really want, we've talked about this a lot since our last 
phone call, um, to focus on body dysmorphia disorder, because it is something that we both battle and face and talk or try to talk a lot about. Um, so we just wanted to get down into the nitty and gritty of it all. I did Google quickly and find the definition on body dysmorphia disorder, just to kind of clarify it for those who are listening and to start the conversation. So I'm going to read that out here in a second. But uh, first things first, as always, when we start talking about mental health problems and things like that, um, I just like to put a little uh, clarification out there that you should not necessarily self-diagnose yourself. You should talk to someone if you feel like you have something really wrong mentally that you just don't feel right or you're having some of these feelings that we're discussing today, definitely go seek professional help and talk to someone um, because it will help you through a lot of it and you shouldn't just take it on all upon yourself. As we just finished saying, it takes a teeth to get through. You need that back support and even if it's just talking to somebody who you know also faces that battle um, and getting those emotions out there, you definitely should. If there's anything that I've been proven throughout the years, it's that talking about it helps. So <laughs> I just want to put that out there before we dive deep into this discussion. Sure. And it's, and it's not a nice thing to talk about either. I mean, I thought, you know, originally when we spoke about this after we did the first podcast together, um, I was thinking about, you know, I was beating myself up, if you remember, about, oh, I didn't, I didn't talk about PTD, and that's the main thing I struggle with, you know. But actually, <laughs> like, for the last hour, sat here waiting for your call. Right, this is going to be, like, get the, depending on how deep I go to my personal situation, like, my personal experience with it, it's going to be get the tissues out, you know, like, it's not, it's not nice. It's definitely not something that I'm talking about, but, it's not something I'm massively comfortable talking about in depth, but it's something that I think needs to be talked about, you know, like that could become kind of beneficial, you know? Well, that's, that's exactly it. And like, yes, last week when I put out that episode about what's been going on, the first episode, the welcome back episode, um, you know, I got a lot of message and I was really worried actually about putting that episode out, not only because I like rambled and went everywhere, but also because it really put a very vulnerable emotional side of myself out. Like I almost cried like five times during that podcast. And I'm not someone who usually like cries often. Like I am a pretty emotional person, but I've always held those emotions in if I'm like out in the public somewhere. So I was, I actually was really hard for me to post that episode, but so many people have messaged me since to talk about, you know, like, I'm so sorry you're going through that. Like, thank you for sharing it. I'm going through similar situations. It has sparked so many great conversations because for some reason we feel shame about showing our emotion when in reality, like we all face it. It's a battle everyone goes through and it's definitely something that we all should be talking about, right? Absolutely. I mean, well, there's a subset of society that shames others for talking about things, you know, and I think that's a massive thing, right? <laughs> So anyway, I looked up the definition. So let's start with that. <laughs> We're going into. <laughs> All right. So uh, body dysmorphia disorder is a mental disorder in which you can't stop thinking about one or more perceived defects or flaws in your appearance. A flaw that to others is either minor or non-observable 
but you may feel so ashamed or anxious that it stops you from interacting in social situations. Um, The reason why I wanted to pull that up is because I think a lot of people put body dysmorphia as something that only people who have lost weight have gone through when in reality, this can affect anybody at any level of any eating disorder because even being overweight, binge eating, overeating, that is also an eating disorder that a lot of people don't, they just acclaim it to you eat too much because you're lazy or whatever. All these things are disorders that go kind of hand in hand with each other. And even if it's you're a perfectly healthy weight and you're looking in the mirror and you're hating your face or you're hating your nose, this is all still categorizes as body dysmorphia disorder. Um, It's not just a weight loss thing. It's not just a uh, eating disorder thing. Like it goes hand in hand with a lot of things and it stops you from living your life. So yeah. I want to start with talking about how body dysmorphia has affected you, David, and I'll chime in as well because I also have body dysmorphia. Before we do that, before we do that, I just want to add to what you just said. So also with that, with what you've just said, that's like a million percent true, but also with any disorder, you know, it's, it's to the degree, right. To the degree it affects your life, right. To the degree, you know, because I also just before I, I know I'm, Anyway, before I jump into that, I just really quickly want to say a lot of people that spoke to me have said, well, I get, I get, you know, I'm a bit self-conscious. Aren't we all a bit self-conscious, you know? And, and that's the thing. So to jump into answering what you just asked me to talk about. So with me, you know, I would say to people, you know, well, sure. It's like a lot of us. So for the weight thing is a big thing for me, right? The seeing, or not necessarily the weight, but the, the way I perceive my size to be, right? And so you know, someone said to me, well, I, I think I'm a bit fat, right? I think I'm a bit big. And, and I said, okay, well, we all, you know, many of us, you know, many of us will step on a scale every day in the morning and we'll go, oh, I don't like this. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, but, but I step on the scale like 20, 30, 40 times a day, yeah. right? <laughs> like I, I don't just look in the mirror and don't like it. I, I look in the mirror constantly. I look in every reflection. I look in sunshade reflections. I look in car windows. I look in, you know, shop windows. I look literally every single reflection I find in bottles. You know, it's like obsessive. I'm very obsessive over it. So, I mean, it's not just the the disorders. It's the fact that actually, you know, they, it's not just um, insecurity, if you know what I mean. It's not just that. I just wanted to like, you know. For sure. And, you know, bringing on a good point there, David, um, I, for me and my, with my dysmorphia, it was something that I didn't know I had until I lost weight, but that's only because it changed on how I reacted to it. Because when I was overweight, like you, and I still kind of do this in a way, but I would step on the scale multiple times. I would look in the mirrors, any mirror I passed, I would look into it. And I remember talking about this at the beginning of my weight loss journey being like, I'm, it's not that I'm self absorbed or that I want to see myself. It's just, I constantly am looking and looking at the flaws, right? Looking at how fat my face is, looking at the cyst on my forehead, looking at my stomach line, looking at like all these things, constantly, constantly checking how thick I was or how like you, you become obsessive about it because it's all that, you can think about and all you think other people are thinking about when they look at you. Um, 
versus now being to a point where I've lost the weight, but now I'll look in the mirror and I'll still sometimes see that older version of myself, or I'll still try and pull those thoughts, or I'll still look for things because now it's almost like it's become a habit that I'm trying to break out of and trying to be more comfortable with myself. But at the same point, it's hard not to see that older version of yourself within the mirror, right? Right, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, I don't know about yourself, but I definitely, I, there's definitely certain, like, certain cues for it. So, like, if, not so much now, but it used to be, like, if I ate something terrible. When I say terrible, I shouldn't even use that language, and I apologize. <laughs> but I need to say this, like, I actually do genuinely apologize for using languages, like, eating terrible, good, bad, because I'm, I'm a massive hater of the categorization of food that's good and bad i don't like that it's not healthy it's anyone will tell you that right it's not healthy to categorize food as good and bad it's not healthy to put you know kind of moral kind of agency moral kind of things on food whether food's good or bad but it's also hard to not to not say it that way and not because for so long that's how you looked at food right it's how i look at food i mean that's the thing i'm not the other side of dysmorphia i'm not Right. And that's another thing that a lot of people that know me personally don't really understand is that, you know, because they see, and this is another struggle I have, right, is people see my journey as like, I was really unwell, and now I'm much better. But but actually, like, which is true, or should I say they see it as I was really unwell, now I'm better in this. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's like, they don't actually see that. No, I'm still unwell. I still have dysmorphia. I still have anxiety. I still have depression. You know, I still have a bit of weight to lose as well and, and still have un, unhealthy behaviors mentally. You know, it's like I'm I'm not kind of fully the other side, you know, and yeah. mental health is long term. You know? That's the thing people expect of me too, right? Like, well, you're done now or, you know, right. like you should be better now. You shouldn't feel these ways. Look at you. Look at how much different you become. Like it should go away. Well, it doesn't, it just changes a bit and like it may get better, but it it doesn't fully leave you because you become so used to living with these thoughts that it's almost like you can't turn them off. Right. It it becomes a part of personality, you know, in a way, in a way. I was spending every single day, every single social, you know, situation, every single conversation was about food, you know, yeah. and was about weight and about how I look and about yeah. my hair and about my eyes and about all these different perceived flaws, to put it in that terminology, right? And it's like, it sucks, you know, and I want to add on something you said earlier. It, it's not out of, and this is another massive, massive misconception people get about BDD and sufferers of BDD is that it's really kind of vain. And it's that we, we really care, like it's really self-absorbed and it's really like, oh, oh, like my looks and everyone cares. It's like, no, I know no one cares, but I care, right? And that's the thing, like I understand no one gives a shit what I look like. And also deep down, I don't give a shit what they think, really, but I care what I think, right? And I really detest the way I look. So when people say to me like, oh, I don't care, like you look fine, no one cares what you look like, it's like that it's kind of, it doesn't, it's not a good argument to what I'm struggling with in my head because I know people don't care, but I still care and I still. It kind know. of feels it too that, you know, then all of a sudden you're looking at it was as like, 
well, then am I, is something wrong with me that I can't stop caring about it? Like it changes because all of a sudden it's there. It's almost like they're bringing shame on the fact that you're still battling it because you should have moved past it by now. And also there's been massive disclaimer. I need a massive disclaimer for what I'm about to say. And this is also mostly in line with the OCD because I've got OCD than it is with the dysmorphia. They intertwine. They used to actually be, um, from what I remember in the DSM, um, BDD used to be a subset of OCD. It's now they're intertwined, but they're not literally like linked fully anymore. They used to be, they're not anymore. That aside, um, OCD has helped me a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a massive issue I have. So has BDD. It's been massively unhealthy mentally. But actually, these compulsive things, this like, this giving a shit about how I look and about my health and about all these different things to a massive scale, actually, it's kind of been beneficial. It's been very detrimental in many different ways. But in some ways, it's actually helped me lose weight. It's helped me get healthy. It's helped me. So, so it's hard for me because the same thing that is a tool for my deepest depression and sometimes suicidal state, it's the same tool that is used for me to better myself, which is self-reflection and self-critiquing, which obviously the levels aren't great. I shouldn't be critiquing myself to that degree. Yeah. But actually, like like you said, right, it's like actually – it does take looking at ourselves, seeing where we can better ourselves physically, mentally, and all of those different things. And, and sometimes that entails critiquing where we're at now. Now, if, if it wasn't for that critiquing, I, I wouldn't have lost weight. If it wasn't for me to obsess about what I was eating, I probably wouldn't have lost weight. Now, am I saying you should obsess? No, of course not. Right? Am I saying that it's healthy mentally to do that? Of course not. But all I'm trying to say is from my perspective, like as me as an individual, if it wasn't for my obsessive tendencies around how I look, what I ate, you know, my activity levels, all of those things, if it wasn't for that reflection and self-reflection, I wouldn't have actually got better. So it's really difficult for me to actually completely demonize something, you know. You kind of get this like love-hate relationship with the fact that yeah. you've gone through all this. You do it's pushed you but at the same point it's held you back <laughs> it's really weird but right but it makes sense and also it's i mean think of anything like an upset any kind of think of an addiction right think of an addiction or any compulsion any compulsion right if a compulsion means that you achieve the initial goal that you set out so if you're compulsive if you have an eating disorder and that and your goal maybe wrongfully right is to lose 30 pounds mm-hmm. in a couple of months or in a few months and you hardly eat anything well okay that's very dangerous for your health mentally and physically but you've achieved that goal that you set up so it's really hard once you've achieved that goal to actually revert back because actually you think that that worked and that's why you see so many people jumping on and off crash diets because it's like well they're not healthy they're not sustainable they're not good for you but well, if I want to lose some weight, they work for a little bit, and they don't see the longevity, of course. But but it's like they work, so it's hard to demonize something that was actually helpful. good. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, sorry, I steamrolled down. <laughs> I'm just agreeing with you. Like they look at it, like it works, it works, so it must be good for me. Like 
unless you fully understand what good quote unquote and bad quote unquote food is, then you're not, you're not going to be able to put that a difference on it, right? You'll just look at it like, well, this, this way that I'm eating, it's worked. So we're golden. When retrospect, you're like, you're actually fueling your body with some pretty shitty things or not eating enough or all this other stuff. That's not helping you become healthy. It's just helping you become smaller, which is not the issue. There's free conflations. There's free conflations nowadays in society over weight loss and all of that. It's it's the conflation between weight or size, should I say, um, health and beauty. And those three things are constantly conflated, constantly from every side of the aisle. It's like, okay, you can lose loads of weight really quick, but you'll be really unhealthy doing that, right? It's like, okay, you can be 600 pounds and be seen as beautiful by everyone, including yourself. But if you're 600 pounds, that's not healthy, right? So, so th- there's this constant conflation between weight, you know, it, and it, what it comes down to truthfully when you're aiming to lose some weight is to actually question why, you know, what, what do you want when you've lost weight? What, do, do you want to feel more? Are you super insecure? And, and do you have body dysmorphia? Because let me tell you, if you're strongly trying to change perceived flaws that potentially don't exist, there's no end goal. There's no finish line. You constantly do it. You know, you're, you're, it's a mental state. You have to fix that. Because you will, there's, I don't think that, now, correct me if I'm wrong, individuals listening to this, but I don't think there's a single person out there who looks in the mirror and thinks, I am perfect. <laughs> Everything is perfect. I don't think there's a this world who does that (laughs) let's stop trying to be perfect and let's focus on being healthier and happier and move forward (laughs) the thing is it's a balance it's the balance because you have to progress as a person we have we all need personal growth but then we also need the acceptance of ourselves and when you aim for personal growth it needs to come from a place of I want to grow. I, I, I love myself, but actually I need to move forward as opposed to I hate myself. Therefore I need to do this. And that's where people fuck up when that's where I fuck up. I didn't lose weight because I was like, well, I'm a bit overweight. I'm going to change this. No, I lost weight. Cause I was like, fuck me. I hate myself and I need to do whatever I can to change it. You know, and that's not healthy. No, it's not. That's often where most people fall. Like, I've, I don't have I've had so many conversations, especially now that, you know, like my Instagram is out there with my friends and family. They know that I have this small bit of following. They know that I'm constantly talking about these things. They know that I've gone through this massive weight loss, right? Like everyone around me is now very, very aware of where I'm at. And I constantly have conversations with new people that I interact with, with old people that I interact with, right, where I sit there and they're like, going off about how they're unhappy with themselves. And they just wish they had the willpower that I have and blah, blah, blah. And having these conversations with people where I'm like, the first thing that you need to do is to believe in yourself. The moment that you say to yourself, okay, this is enough, I can change it and you actually have that belief in yourself, that's the moment when everything changes. It's not 
to do with how well you can stop yourself from eating something. It's not to do with how well you can restrict your calories or you can be picky or you can like, it's not about the strength that you have. It's strictly about the moment that you sit there to yourself and you say, Hey, I'm done. I can fix it. Sure. Well, one of the things I say to people all the time is, so, so first of all, the, the big thing there is self-belief and self-potential and, and all of that stuff. Well, the, the kind of the, the struggle people have is when they try and they, in their minds, fail, it then reinforces, well, see, I can't do it, see? And, and the problem with that is, like, almost like a self Well, actually, if you don't, it's like, if you don't have the self-belief, you can't don't fulfill your you will then you know have less self-belief <laughs> and and it's like that's the problem and a lot of the time people it's rooted more deeper right from maybe like abusive relationships or from you know struggles there's normally an underlying trials to find out how we can grow you need to face difficulties i was also just talking about this how um you know we all have regrets and we we all have these things that happen to us that we feel like we need to look back on as a shameful experience but in reality every single person needs to go through something that they could possibly regret or look back on in shame because you need to learn how you can grow and if you don't learn that then the good will never happen right like you have to go through i will never look back on anything that's happened in my life and be like I regret or I'm shamed that that's happened. And I have in the past looked upon things like that, but now I'm at a point where I'm like, I cannot look back and regret those things because those things have made me the person that I am now. Right. Right. And it's, it's constant self-reflection. And I think that's the thing is that's another conflation is, I don't know whether conflation is even the right word, but a, a misinterpretation, right. When I try and talk to people sometimes, you know, I've had it before where one of the people that I know listens to this. Um, but anyway, you know, I've had it before. Where I, I've had it where I've spoke to them and, and I have had it before where people are like, you're making me feel like I'm not good enough. I'm like, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. And let me explain why. And let me explain why you feel like I'm f- making you feel that way. Yep. It's because when, it's because I, I try and tell people that, if, if you want something, like, like we said at the beginning, I'm not going to try and make you be a certain way, think a certain way, want a certain thing. But when you come to me and you say you want something, I will support you in that. But the problem is people have this thing that actually, if you think to yourself that if you, if you self-reflect and think of ways that you can have self-improvement in your life, a lot of people these days struggle because the moment that they have that mindset, they go, fuck, I'm not good enough now, though. I'm not good enough then because yeah. I can do all of these different things to be better. Therefore, I'm not good enough. And that's the thing. It's, it's not a case of not being good enough. It's not a case of not being amazing. You know, I, like I said before, I don't like when people say, never change. You're perfect the way you are. Never change. The, the reason I don't like it isn't because that person isn't a, a great person. I'm sure they are. But the reason I don't like that statement is because it doesn't actually 
give an incentive for growth. It just says to people, everything's perfect. You're perfect. Everything's great. There we go. Just Don't reflect on anything. Say Don't exactly change. how you are. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Like, say exactly how you are. But what if I'm not happy? Say exactly how you are. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, I'm just going to continue to not be happy, right? Right. And, and there's a lot of people, whether they admit it or not, that are in massive denial, massive denial that go, I'm really, really happy. I'm, I'm, I'm in hospital. I'm medically morbidly obese or super morbidly obese. I'm extremely unhealthy. I've been told I'm going to die at 30. I, I can't play with my kids. I can't do all the things that give me a quality of life. Yeah, but, but I'm really okay. happy. Like, you're not happy. I'm I'm not saying that you shouldn't. You should be happy. I want you to be happy, right? Like, I want to see. And it's the same with all my friends that I support. You know, I'm not here to say lose four stone. I don't care if you lose four stone. I care that you're happy. But if you believe that you're really unhappy because you want to lose weight, first of all, I will question you why you believe that losing weight will make you happy. But second of all, if you can give me a good answer for that, if you're just like, well, I just want it, I'm like, okay. I'll support you. You know, it's people that are in denial. It's people that don't want to self-reflect. It's people that maybe aren't ready, and that's fine too. When we, there comes a time when you will be ready. It's the same with me, and that sounds kind of arrogant, but you, it just happens, right? People sometimes are like, realize that you need to believe in yourself, and you will start to believe in yourself, and that is when the change will happen. Not because someone told you to eat a carrot, but because you want to change and you're fed up with it. Eventually we all get to this point where we sit there and we go, what the fuck am I doing? Like you you will eventually get to that point. And, you know, like, I think this was a big problem with me too, is for the longest point, I never realized that I had BDD and I never realized that I was battling these things. And I would just continue to look in the mirror and just think, that was just natural. It was just natural for me to look in the mirror and feel shame because I should be feeling ashamed when that's, that's not the case. And you shouldn't be looking in the mirror feeling ashamed, but there was definitely a turning point when I started losing weight that I looked in the mirror and I'm looking at myself and I'm picking up my flaws and I stopped. And I, I, I directly remember this and I'm kind of curious and I'm going to ask you this in a second when you yep. realize that you had it. Um, but I remember looking in the mirror and stopping myself mid thought as I'm like, look at my stomach line, like, look how my fat is showing through my clothes. I can never find a shirt in which this isn't showing. And then I stopped and I'm like, what am I doing? Like I'm looking in the mirror and putting myself down for no reason and allowing it to control my life. And then I, that's when I started doing research on like, BDD and stuff because I'm like I think at that point I'm like I've heard someone else mention body dysmorphia before I'm gonna look into it because I feel like the fact that I'm sitting here being so negative and allowing this to stop me is is something more than me just talking shit to myself right like when when was it that you realized that it wasn't just you and it was something else mentally that was happening well, um, so there's the one time where I kind of had it, like, I realized the physical element where I saw myself, I was, so I went to the doctors, and I'm not going to say a weight, because I realized that for some people that might be that weight or might be more, that could 
you know, it'd be somewhat triggering, I guess. But I went to the doctors and I was obese. Um, and they were like, God, like, you've gained a lot of weight. And then I went to the doctors a little while later and they were like, God, you've lost a lot of weight. But the thing is, I felt the same weight. Like, I saw the same weight and I was, like, ready to step on that scale and actually be heavier than the initial, you know, the initial kind of weighing. And I stepped on the scale. It's like, oh, I've lost, like, you know, three and a half, four stone or whatever it is. Or I don't know whether it was that much. But, um, no, it wouldn't have been that much. But either way, I'd lost, a, you know, an amount of weight. And everyone's like, yeah, you look a lot skinnier. You look a lot, you know, better, whatever. Yep. And and I still saw myself as really big. And it's like, okay, there's something not right here. Like, there's, I'm, I'm not, I've lost this weight, but I don't see any change. If anything, I thought I weighed more. Like, none of it, you know, none of it was really making sense. And the thing is, like, I would have, the, the big kind of thing, that really stuck with me is when someone said to me, like, does it matter? Like, like, like what you look like, like, why does it matter so much? And the thing. Uh Oh, did I lose you? David. Hello. Thank God I lost you. Oh, there you go. Come back. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. So someone was saying to you, um, does it really matter? Um, why? Right, yeah, sorry. So, no, like, you know, the aircraft does that every once in a while. <laughs> so it was, pretty much, it was pretty much the time that, you know, someone was like, oh, why, why? I guess it was the time when I was questioning myself, like, actually, why am I looking in the mirror constantly, right? Like, yeah. like why? And, and I was looking at the scale. It's like, I was, I am and was, you know, I was a healthy weight. You know, I sure I had a belly because you know I think you can attest to when you lose loads of weight, you you, you still have a belly; it just goes lower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, well, it's mostly skin, but it's the way right. your body loses it; it still hangs. Sure. sure, but like it was just like I didn't have an answer. I didn't have an answer to why I was constantly talking about food, constantly looking in the mirror, constantly stepping on the scales. It wasn't just insecurity. It wasn't just I'm, I think I'm ugly, right? Or I think I yeah. don't like this about myself. It was like there was no reason really to yeah. me why I was spending every single second of the day looking at myself, looking at how much I weighed, talking about how much I weighed, talking about what food I was eating. Like it becomes so obsessive. And it yeah. was like, I, it must be a disorder. That There must be something because I'm, I feel so shit. No one else sees it. No one else understands it. And it's like, I feel crazy. You know? I just can't stop thinking about it. All right. In the fucking TV as we speak. Like, I, I, it's second nature, you know? Um, so at this point now, I know that things are improving for me and my BDD, um, mostly because I'm able to see that I'm allowed to be flawed, right? Um, yeah. And that, you know, coming to the realization that what I am telling myself is not always how it appears and being able to work through these things and grow stronger because of it. Um, what do you personally do to help you get through the feelings that come with BDD? This... Okay. Um, I'm aware we've got 
15 minutes, and this is going to be really difficult for me to say don't, this. Don't worry about but, uh, the time, David. Just, just talk. Okay, we'll end okay. with you. <laughs> I'm taking time, mentioning the time. Um, <laughs> the, the, the troubling thing is, and I thought about this before you called, I'm not better. I'm not. Yeah. And, and I nope. still struggle. And sometimes I think I struggle more than other times. And, and when you say about how do I kind of help myself, I, I don't. I, I don't. I, I don't know the answer. I, you know, I struggle more than some days. I struggle more than I ever have before. Yep. You know, and I'm. You know, I knew. I know this is like the close off sect, but the most important thing I wanted to mention last podcast that I wanted to mention this podcast, and still haven't because I've wavered on a load, is the effects, the like the actual impact. You know, and yep. and what it what it's done and. It's like I can't I, – I don't meet up with people, right? I, I do more now because I don't think about it. Like, like the um, – how would I word this? Like the frequency of those negative thoughts is, le- is much less. Yeah. Like it's much more infrequent. But the effect is still super strong. And when it happens, it's oh, yeah. debilitating, right? It, it, it's the only thing in my life. I'm someone that struggles with – you know, that has struggled with severe, severe depression and – for the most part, I haven't been depressed about anything, but the one thing that can take me from really happy to instantly suicidal is BDD. And it can take me to that place within seconds, you know? And I, I struggle. I, I distance myself from people. And so I don't have, I know this is bad. Like I don't have an answer. I still am struggling. Like I struggled today. I didn't want to go out today. And yeah, I did it. And maybe that's my answer to loads of people. And it's a shit answer. Everyone tells me it's a shit answer. Do it. Just do it. It's really uncomfortable. Do it. That is the answer. Ultimately, that is the answer. Get yourself out your damn comfort zone. You're going to be uncomfortable. And the biggest personal growth you'll ever make in your whole entire life is to get out of your comfort zone. Right? But actually, I don't don't know how. Yeah. Honestly, you're touching on a really good point there. And like, I want to go back just a second because by what I was saying, I'm not saying that I'm fixed. I'm definitely not fixed. I'm still battling. It's still super difficult. But what you're saying about pushing yourself out of the comfort zone, I very much think that that is truly what has helped me the most. Um, And it's not even like just your comfort zone with your weight loss. My biggest thing um, this past probably year is um, just pushing myself to do things that make me feel uncomfortable. My job, yes. for instance, um, I have like terrible, terrible social anxiety about phone calls. Uh, this podcast also plays into it. I have horrible, like I'm not a very good person speaking wise, which it's kind of surprising with the fact that I have this podcast. But again, this is this is me pushing myself out of my comfort zone. I would often trip over my words. I used to have a speech impediment, a really bad lisp. Um, there's th- like I would I would mumble a lot. If you look at any of my old videos, half the time you can't understand what I'm saying. I like my my job, Instagram, all of these things have pushed me to be a lot more. Um, like more able to believe in myself and believe that I have something to say. And like, I just constantly am pushing myself to break those boundaries in which I put myself in, including things like this weekend going on this bachelorette trip. I w- there's no way in hell I would have ever impulse jumped in and got tattoos, <sighs> two tattoos at once, but I did it 
because I knew that it would break me from my comfort zone and pushing yourself to get out of those comfort zones. Like this today, waking up was the first time in a really long time where I looked in the mirror, even after a weekend of drinking and eating like shit, looked in the mirror and thought to myself, I'm pretty, like, I'm, I'm looking pretty skinny. And that is not, not a thought that would have ever crossed my mind. But the fact that I continue to push myself has made it so those thoughts happen more frequently. And the thoughts that I'm horrible and fat and like worthless and what are happening less and less, not only because I'm pushing myself. I think I know why. I think I know why. Philosoph- like, I think I know the answer to that kind of yeah. philosophically. Mm-hmm. So I think actually it's because we spend so much time, especially people with BDD, spend so much time tying their self-worth into yeah. how they look. And then ultimately when you're trying to push yourself into a load of uncomfortable positions and you're achieving so much, right? So yeah. when you're able to actually self-reflect on the, the personal growth on all of those aspects, you find out actually your, your self-worth is massively increased. Any, like not, I shouldn't say increased or decreased because you're always worth everything. You're an amazing yeah. person. But, but you see Sorry. what I mean? Like it's like, Sorry. You can't, <laughs> I don't know, like, like if you do something, here's the thing, and this is another philosophical thing, and this is why so many people fail. I truly believe this. This is only an opinion. It's not an objective fact. The answers that I give are fucking not nice. Excuse the language. They're not nice. They're not easy, right? How do you lose weight? It's not fucking, it's not things that people want to hear. That's why you have this hard, you know, movement. Because actually, the people in life that will sound like the worst, most horrible people that will tell you the truth, that won't sugarcoat it, that will tell you exactly what you need to do, like get out of your comfort zone, right? The things that are the most uncomfortable things in your whole life to do are the things that will give you the most growth and the most success. Yeah. And that's fucking difficult because we want to be comfortable. We're constantly looking in life for like, like I said this in the last podcast, how to lose weight quick, how to lose weight without exercise, how to lose weight without changing our diet, how to lose, it's like we, we look for everything to stay in the comfort zone. Yeah. But the, mo- the best thing we can do is get out of it, honestly. 110%. Sorry, that was a ramble. But honestly, I think we both just answered the question. <laughs> like, right. self-doubt is there, but what can you do to help with BDD is honestly just push yourself right? Like just break the comfort zone and realize that it's, it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to magically wake up one day and be like, all is well. Like it is a battle that will last maybe your entire life, but the more you push yourself, the easier it is to face that battle. Yeah. And what can you do? You know, what can you do? I mean, I get, I get shit for saying this and I don't want to bring this shit onto your podcast. Saying this, but disclaimer, this is what I'm saying, not what Chelsea's saying, not what this doesn't represent the podcast, etc. etc. You know, I said this to my sister because she was struggling with her mental health recently. But, um, you know, I've I said this to nearly everyone it's like when you get to the worst of the worst, when you get suicidal, you have three choices one is kill yourself, two is complain constantly about how you're feeling, three is do everything you can to change it. Yep, that is it. You, those are your three choices in life. You can end it you can complain about it or you can do something about it and doing something about it isn't easy it's not it's impossible sometimes that's why some people do kill themselves it's not an easy thing to do 
you know, losing weight is not an easy thing to do. Changing your mindset is not an easy thing to do. Getting out of your comfort zone is an, an extremely difficult thing to do. But they are the things to do in order to have personal progression, in order to achieve your goals, in order to succeed in what you want to succeed in. Because otherwise, otherwise, like, you know, it's, it's not just going to happen, right? That's the thing. Like, you're not, you're not just suddenly going to wake up and love yourself. You're not just suddenly going to lose a load of weight. You're not just suddenly going to be a social, you know, like influencer after not speaking to someone for years, you know, like, like you these take, it takes time. It takes slow, long progression. It takes self-working. It takes discipline. It takes all of these things that aren't necessarily always seen in a positive light, right? Things that are like, oh, he said self-discipline, girl. <laughs> like, yes, actually, it does, you know? And, you know, so it's kind of funny because I just, having this conversation with you now, I just reflected on the first phone call we had and I was thinking right. back to you sitting there and talking to you and bouncing things back and forth and just chatting with each other on, you know, how we need to push ourselves more. And like we did, when we initially talked, we did talk a lot about this and how like giving you confidence that you even taking a five minute walk to the grocery store is pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and should be something that you're proud of. And I very much remember saying that to you and having that conversation with you to now you saying and preaching the same thing and seeing the results yourself. It just like, it makes me so happy and feel so warm inside. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm just so excited. I'm so excited. I love when people start to realize this and cause I know the feeling cause I've been there. Right. And the realization that only you can change that and only you can push yourself and only you, like you can't look for a magic solution anywhere else it's not it's one of two things it's one of two things it's either celebrating nothing mm -hmm. or not celebrating something and those are normally the two issues where people are celebrated for literally doing nothing and not changing and just being like too much and it sounds horrible i'm not saying i'm not accepting of everyone but what i'm saying is we we do seem to go and celebrate literally nothing we celebrate we you know we make people almost demigods in this world of social media you know and and celebrity or we don't celebrate those little things that matter like going out the house and all of these things it's a really weird thing where actually there's no rationality in these days it's like oh i haven't done something therefore i'm bad or therefore i'm whatever or it's like i have done something but that doesn't matter you know it's like no like like we, uh, we, we tend to look at the world like our problems aren't big enough or they don't yeah. mean enough, or they're not enough to celebrate. Your problems are your problems. They're justified. Right. It does not make your yep. problem any less because your problem doesn't seem as bad as someone else's. To you, it is bad. And to you, it yeah. is a problem. And therefore, it is a justified problem. So yeah. if you are able to even in the slightest do something to help your problem improve, that is something worth celebrating for and we should be celebrating those things we should be celebrating the fact that you like I love to celebrate the fact and love to talk about the fact that I can now openly speak about problems that are going on in my life and and that's huge I, I would hold that all in and then it would just cycle and I would be a depressed rock like the fact that I'm able to open up and relieve some of it is a huge, huge thing. And definitely 
definitely should be celebrated and everyone will have their own battle. And because your battle is not the same as my battle or as yep. David's battle at, or as anyone's battle does not mean that it's any less. It's your battle to fit. And the problem with the problem with looking at everyone else's battle is we don't really know it. You know, I said this to, at the drop-in center. Someone was like, oh, I feel, you know, I'm like, I don't feel great about myself because I see people, you know, my sister said the same thing. Like, I just feel great because people, I see couples and they're living together and all this. I'm like, yeah, but he might be beating the shit out of her. Yeah. Right? It's like, I see this girl. She's like a million times better looking at, than me. It's like, yeah, but she might also be being, abu- being abused, right? Or like being, she might not have a house, you know? Like, like, like we, we seem to look at everyone else's, like we look at where everyone else has it good. And yeah. where we have it bad, right? And that's, it's not fair. It's not a fair comparison. We, everyone so else true. has struggles. We will all feel that. We will all battle those feelings because like even Rich and I, we lived in my in-laws house for a couple years. We lived in my parents' house for a couple, like I, we've lived under my parents up until essentially June where we're 28, almost 29 years old or whatever, right? And we finally are able to survive on our own and move out on our own and and do that. And for the longest time, we would sit there and I would catch myself or catch Rich saying things like, you know, we have these friends who are traveling the world and they seem to have all this money and they seem to have their life together and they're buying houses and we're stuck here. And it would cycle and make us feel super upset and super depressed without really realizing that these people have their own struggles. Maybe they can't pay those yeah. bills. Maybe they can't do these things. They also don't have children. They also don't have the same struggles that we have. It does right. not mean that we are worth any less because we're stuck in this situation that we're currently stuck in. It just means we have a different battle to face, and that's fine. Absolutely. I mean, self-worth itself is a weird thing because it's like self-worth to whom? You know, to yourself? Are you, are you going to measure your own self-worth on you know on what someone else is doing or what you know what i mean it's like it's you know don't try and be someone else try and be yourself make yourself the person you want to be right but don't base that on someone else because we're all flawed people you know it's like i don't know it's it's a strange concept you know uh, the bdd i mean i know we didn't speak much about the bdd there's so much more i have to say and i've only i've just i've rambled on but it Honestly, though, yeah. I think everything that we've talked to today does go hand in hand with BDD. And I think it does, you know, it, it does need to be talked about. And I think it is very important. And I think what we've said today is definitely things that I think a lot of people are going to get to this point in the podcast and be like, wow. <laughs> right. Like it's definitely something that needed to be said and something that needed to be talked about. And like, we wouldn't talk about it if it wasn't important to us. And obviously it no. is important you and we can have many more conversations about bdd because i'm sure you will come on this podcast more times i love talking to you we have great i don't want people to think i'm a jerk that's the thing i don't want people to think oh he's just a jerk because he's so you know i have the kind of that alan roberts every damn day fitness kind of approach where i'm really tough and firm but that's not out of being a jerk like i i want to see people find themselves and find happiness in themselves i just don't i really find a kind of an enemy in this kind of bubblegum kind of universe where everything's perfect and you're absolutely doing great it's like i don't like that because i've been there when i've been told like 
you're fine, you're fine, everything's fine. Like, don't don't change, you're perfect. You're not big at you've not you're not overweight at all. You're, you know, it took me to have fucking heart failure. <laughs> like it took me to have a critical heart rate for me to go, no, actually, I'm a bit overweight and my health is, you know, deteriorating because of it. I need to lose some. You yeah. know, so that I have got a kind of a strong enemy in that kind of well, I also think that there is a difference between being a jerk about it and just being honest, right? And I, right. I don't think, I think you look upon yourself because, you, again, we're finding the flaws in ourselves or whatever, but I don't think that you're coming off as a jerk. I, I don't think within this context at all that you have come off as a jerk. And I'm sure that the, those who are listening will feel the same and say similar things um it's there's a difference between honest and trying to do something to help someone and just being an asshole about it right like you're not fat shaming you're not saying you're worth any less you're just saying if you truly want to change that is when you will change and the way that you do that is by finding your flaws and pushing yourself and that that's not that's just honest truth. What you've been through, what you've felt. So I don't think you should feel any shame about that. The people that are mass, the people that want to change yeah. and the people that, you know, I mean, mostly we talk about weight loss, right? It's not, you know, I hear this all the time from, from the other side saying, well, like I'm, you know, I, I embrace my really obese body. I've tried all these different diets. And I'm like, if you embrace your big body, why did you try diets? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like this kind of, it's like, I'm, I get it. I totally get it. I've been at that place where I've, I have honestly just lived in denial where I've said to myself, because, because I take it as a personal attack, right? Where I've been like, Oh, someone said I'm a bit overweight. <gasps> like, they, they you know and i i almost fight against free speech they shouldn't be allowed to say that they shouldn't and it's like i'm fighting against everyone but myself here right it's like that uh, if the people that get offended by my approach are exactly that they're the people that get offended by my approach but i don't want anyone to get offended because i'm not you know, i'm not meaning to talk. like i'm just trying to i don't know <laughs> on that note it's been a pleasure talking to you. We should probably end this podcast. <laughs> but we will set up another one and continue to talk because I love talking to you. <laughs> so if you want to just give yourself a quick shout out and uh, end it off here, I'm going to leave it for you. <laughs> sure. Um, so, yeah, my Instagram is illusionist121. That's pretty much all I speak on. I mean, people are welcome to add me or message me on Facebook, which is David Flack. It's a personal Facebook, but I'm not that bothered. I speak to anyone. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. That's awesome. all I'm on. <laughs> well, thanks for stop for stopping in. Thanks for stopping in today, David, all the way from London. <laughs> oh, you do not <laughs> When this podcast gets bigger, I'm expecting first class flight to Canada. Totally. <laughs> As always, I love talking to you, David, and I will talk to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs>